Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet. About fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood in very sunny and hot Burn. It's 27 degrees and as the, one of the swag workers outside the main train station just said to me, I didn't expect it to be like this. Uh, opposite the main train station is the hotel where the Manchester United team are staying. I'm not going to pronounce it correctly, but I'll try. It's the Hotel Schweinshof. And there's a group of people outside who are waiting, I assume, for the Manchester United players. There's not many United shirts. And I'm going to walk into the Old Town. There's 2,000 United fans have travelled here. There were no direct flights to Bern from the UK. And people have made their way via Germany. Uh, I came via Baal and took a train here. The train was full of Manchester United fans. It really is a beautiful day in Switzerland and the scenery is good and there's no complaints about the weather. This is Young Boys' first ever time in the Champions League. But they were in the European Cup in 1958 when they were paired with Manchester United in the first round. And United had been invited to play in the European Cup by UEFA a few months after the Munich air disaster. But the English football authorities said, no, we're not allowing you to. United were appalled. They kicked up a fuss, but the football authorities stood the ground. And instead, Manchester United played two friendly games against young boys. So they have been here before. The friendly games were well attended, 30,000 people. Burn won in Switzerland, United won at Old Trafford. But tonight will be the first competitive game between the two clubs. One of the few people here with Manchester United tops on has um, just walked past me. What's your name and where are you from? My name is PJ. I'm from Zurich. So you're a Swiss United fan who lives in Zurich? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 32. And how long have you supported United? Uh, since I'm a small kid, since, since 25 years like that, yeah. And why, as a seven-year-old boy in Zurich, did you start supporting Manchester United? Because this club has a tradition. It's a traditional club, not like the others in the Premier League. Name, name some of the others. Some, some of the other ones who are not so traditional. Like Chelsea. The new money. Yeah, the new money, yeah. Any others? <laughs> I'm digging it. Man, especially Man City. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so, as a young boy, you were watching Manchester United on television. Yeah, and I play, And players like who? Who attracted you to support the team? Oh, it was before, in the 90s, with Beckham and Neville. The dream team of Manchester they had before with Nisleroy. All the old ones, yeah. And tell us about the support for Manchester United in Switzerland. Are there many other United fans in Zurich like yourself? Uh, we have some English pubs over here in the cities. They support Manchester, especially on Sunday games. They still have a lot of people there, like 50 or 60 people in the pubs. Like and that. you go to these pubs and you watch the games? I do, yeah. Have you been to Manchester? I've been once or twice already there, yeah. You've been to Old Trafford? Yeah. Which games? Which games? It was against Swansea. Yeah. I still remember that one, yeah. Not one of the ones where Swansea won, I hope. No, not really, no. <laughs> and um, 
Tell us about Bern, the city. Yeah, Bern is the capital, no? Bern is the capital, but most of the people that they go into Zurich because Zurich is much bigger than Bern. And Bern, the people over here, they're a bit slowly. I call them slowly because they take everything easy and they're not in a rush like other city people. And that makes them special. And tell me about Young Boys, the team from here. Uh, young Boys, um, actually I don't support Young Boys. And well, obviously you're a United fan. I'm a United fan, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But um, it will be a hard game because Manchester always had hard problems with Swiss teams like Basel in the past years. You don't need to remind me about yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it was really sad, man. Oh. And yeah, we'll see. But I'm going to... And when Basel won these games against United, it, it, it wasn't a one-off. They deserved to win. They played really well when they played at um, St. Jacob's Park. You've stood outside the team hotel. How long have you been here and have you seen anyone yet? No, not today not. But I didn't saw anybody today. No. I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> and how long will you wait? I'm here since an hour, so not, really? that, not that long. So. And your ticket tonight is in the United section or in the home section? In the neutral section, the neutral, the middle. And how did you get the ticket? Uh, because I work in a sport outlet factory, okay. so we, we got promotion for the tickets, and I was the first one who grabbed one. Uh, how are you feeling about the game tonight? Who do you think will win? I'm excited. I think United were going to make it, like 3-1 or 2-0. Will be a lot of goals to see tonight. I hope you're right. I'm going to walk into the old town now. And nice to meet you. I'm in the centre of bar, and it's beautiful and wealthy. And the, the lads, but I just said bar, and I've been corrected. I'm not going to edit this out because, well, this is what the podcast like. I'm in the centre of Burn, and there's people selling half and half uh, scarves. And I actually think the one time that they're valid is for European games. I remember seeing half and half Atletico Madrid Manchester United scarves in 1991. I might have even bought one because uh, I was quite proud to see Manchester United in such esteemed company, given that they'd not been playing in Europe in previous years. I'm sat on a um, what looks like a traffic cone as trams go past me, and I'm sat next to Dave Pye. Uh, Dave's from Stratford, and he goes to every Manchester United game home and away and has done for a long long time I think he's a platinum season ticket holder I saw you on something that the club did recently talking about your memories as a United fan Uh, cheers for joining us Dave how are you feeling about the team this season slowly but surely getting there and I think when we play to our potential you know as we proved in first half against Burnley for much of the game against Tottenham regardless of the result uh, and and again at times the other day uh, I think we've you know Going forward, we've got good capabilities. And I think Fellaini has been a massive factor in the last couple of games in protecting what has been a shaky defence. Uh, a bit like Matic did last year. Matic doesn't seem to have got into his stride just yet this year. But I think with Fellaini and Matic in there, it, it does protect the defence. And it's, it was clear in pre-season, uh, not, not just pre-season, in, in the summer, that he wanted defensive cover. He didn't get it. He's stuck with what he's got and now he's found a way hopefully to protect it what's your trip been to get to Burn Ball Burn, <laughs> Burn Ball, Ball. Uh, flew into Zurich on Tuesday uh, I, I looked at different options but I wanted to go to Zurich because I wanted to go to the FIFA Museum which what's opened, it like? which is really good 
really good. So it's like it, a section on uh, corruption. <laughs> no, there's a lot, of, a lot of money being spent on it though, so we know where a lot of the money's gone. Uh, but it's good. It's, yeah, it's good. Good experience, and uh, and it's not a vanity project. It's it's, it's a genuinely not, not genuine. Yeah, got a lot of history from all over the world, like all the World Cup. The World Cups there. Uh, it's got like seats from Wembley in '66, seats from every World Cup final stadium, uh, and shirts from every country. It's, it's yeah, it's a good project. Lo- loads for the kids to do upstairs as well. Interactive stuff. It's like a modern museum, but so I, wa- I wanted to go there. So I, I thought I'll do Zurich. Stayed in Zurich Tuesday night, and then uh, train into Bern, which was about an hour this morning. Uh, hopefully, getting back to Zurich after the match, which is another hour. But, uh, what time do you train back? Train is midnight. Match due to finish just for eleven. So all being well, the, na- the nice Swiss police will, won't think we're going to cause any trouble. Let us out quickly and uh, back to the station and back to Zurich. I've got to go on to Interlaken after the game. At least there are trains at midnight. Yeah, it, is, a, it is the last one, but at least there is a train. That was a bit, bit of a worry. I thought about hiring a car, but then I thought, well, where am I going to park? I ain't got a clue really. I mean, I've, I've done that in the past. Have I? I remember flying to Genoa and driving to Turin, and then I did it in Madrid. I flew to Bilbao and drove down to Madrid, which was a bit longer than I thought. Yeah, Spain's uh, very big. Uh, so you know, so the driving didn't scare me because I've drove round that roundabout in Madrid, so that don't bother me. But I just thought you can't really enjoy yourself. And you don't know where you're going to park and stuff, so left it to the trains. The train systems are over here; they're pretty good. Expensive. I've just paid forty euros yeah. for a one-hour. Yeah, my, mine's been about. 75, 80 quid return, yeah. and it's only an hour journey. Yeah, but wasn't even asked for my ticket either. No, well I was. Uh, but then I take it, I take in fact the country. You know, bear in mind the country and the yeah. expense it is. You know, just shopping, drinking, and stuff, eating. So, and it was. You know, I, I got it all paid. I done and dusted. Got me train from the airport in Zurich to the centre of Zurich, and all my trains are paid for. So, take the hit. You doing all three? Yeah, just doing a day trip to Juventus because it's been three or four times, not much in Turin that I haven't seen, if there is anything to see. Uh, Did you meet a lad in the mid-90s yeah, in Italy? Yeah, uh, that was Milan pre-season, yeah. Milan pre-season. Still in touch with him. Yeah. Uh, Remember you bringing him to Manchester? Yeah, he loved it. Well, he loved it that much. He came and lived in Manchester. Did he? He got a job. He was a cook and he got a job in Moston in a, in a, in a museum pub. Right. Right, as, as the chef in a pub right. ended up playing Sunday League football in Oldham <laughs> and this was just off and this was just off meeting me in San Siro in pre-season and, and he just loves Manchester now he's always he's still my mate on Facebook offers to put me up any time we're in Italy last time we played in uh, AC I flew into Bergamo we came all the way to pick me up put me up for nothing took me around he's a Piacenza fan uh, but yeah he's mad and how you meet different people so yeah that's for Turin and then uh, Valencia I'm doing a week in Benidorm <coughs> Monday to Friday been to Benidorm before? yeah well, I've been I've been summer holidays and I also are did you going to visit museums in Benidorm as well? <laughs> well I've done it all I've, I've been uh, you know there's plenty Benidorm opened a museum yeah I think there is uh, some, some sort of culture there I went to some waterfalls there last time but uh, yeah I did the very first time we played Valencia well in my sort of match going time I did the, I did the what you um, weren't there in 83 when it kicked <laughs> off no 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 uh, my dad won't let me go at nine yeah uh, yeah I, I, I did the same thing I went to Benidorm with a few lads and they stretched for them pulling Benidorm put buses up so I did that last time uh, 
that was the plan again. And then obviously the uh, transport drivers were on strike. So I ended up hiring a minibus and taking a few lads in the same boat and drove up that way. So uh, done it different ways from Benidorm. £77 for a ticket. How much of an issue is that to you? Yeah. And I know United have since subsidised yeah. it, in effect. I mean, I'd be lying if I say it would put me off going because I go. It frustrates me that, the, you know, the, they know there's people like me who want to go. So they, they know they can get away with it. It's the same with Wembley charging what they do for the cup final in the same seat you were in <clears throat> for the semi-final a few weeks earlier. I, I've had this issue for a long time. I remember going back in the day, Arsenal, when, when City were Category B uh, and we were Category A, I remember tagging it up with my mate who goes everywhere with City. And it worked out I paid 200 quid a season more than him for the same seat. And I rang Arsenal about it once. And I didn't expect any joy. And I rang Arsenal and I said, can you explain to me why my mate who's a City fan is paying less than me for the same seat? Well, sir, you're the Category A game. We class them as Category B. I says, well, what does a Category A mean then? Tell me what it means. Well, it means you're a better class of opposition. I said, yeah, but I'm not. I said, I'm to see the same team every week. I said, in fact, I should get a rebate for having to watch Arsenal. Promptly the phone went down. But I was making the point that, you know, the same people go to the same seat and you're punished because of your team is category A. And just because someone supports a big successful club, as United used to be, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that they're wealthy. Manchester's no, exactly. a pretty working class city, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, even here, it, it sounds um, like an oxymoron, but... A lot of the United fans here in Switzerland will be working class. Yeah, oh yeah, fans. I've seen I've seen loads of them. They've Lo- managed loads to get of the usual faces. And it was, it was like Moscow in 2008. It was amazing how many working class people found a grand and a half within an hour of the end of the Barcelona game to get flights out there. And that's what you do. You know, and I, you know, I'll be the first to admit I ran up massive debts for United in Brazil. And Japan, yeah. I, I, my, How much were your debts? I would say I, I got up to about 50 grand. 50? Yeah. Following United? Mainly following United. Really? From yeah. the bank? From from credit cards and things really? like that, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you paid it off? Well, I went into an IVA. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Went I never knew IVA, this yeah. time, man. You never told me this. Yeah, I went into an IVA. Five years of not spending anything, really. Well, trying not to. And uh, so it, the match going took a bit of a hit then. Did it? Well, the European ones. Did they? It was, but but it's, I'm debt you know, debt free now, sort of thing. So, yeah. thanks, Mr. Mastercard, for getting me to Rio in 2000 and uh, Japan a few times. Uh, that trip to Brazil was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I never I never do it, but I always say, right, when we do this, I'm going to stop. When we're in the European Cup, I'm going to stop. Then we won the treble, I'm going to stop. Then I saw my team playing the Maracanã. And then I'm thinking, it can't get any better than that because club teams don't play in the Maracanã outside of Brazil, apart from the Rio teams. So it can't get any better to, to see your club play in the Maracanã. And I'm still going now. So That atmosphere in the Maracanã is one of the best I've ever heard in my the, life. The Vasco da Gama game. Vasco. I swear that everybody, every Brazilian was singing and on the seat. And they had the most beautiful, soulful songs. And it was that Vasco game. And there were two or three hundred United singing. I was trying to get them singing. Me and uh, John Paul O'Neill. And uh, it was a struggle in the piping hot sun and other fans yeah. decided, what do you want to get in the ground early for when you could be in a pub? And 
we're trying to get the, the fans bouncing. But we were so outnumbered, outclassed. And I heard this song, and it was brilliant. And I, I, I never heard it again, because we never played Vasco again. And years later, 12, 13, 14 years later, uh, and married to a Brazilian, so I've got access to... Yeah. Suddenly I'm meeting husbands of a mates and, you know, do you like football? Yeah, who do you support? Or Vasco da Gama. Listen, mate, you've got to help me find this song. And he found it for me. And he said it's an old, um, it's an old musical song from Brazil. And he, he sang it and it was like, oh, it's great. Like you were back there. Oh, it was great. I mean, Rio's, Rio's probably the most beautiful city in the world until humans started fucking it up. Yeah. But watching football there is definitely oh, a amazing. Trip. I remember good experience. I remember a few people back home like spotted me on the telly because it was, it was a Melbourne game, and it was like you know ground was empty apart from us. Yeah. And, and Barry Davis commentating. I mean, it was Barry Davis. My dad said Barry Davis says it's forty odd degrees, and the Man United fans are wisely sitting in the shade. And the camera went on me sat in the sun, and he went, "Well, most of them." <laughs> and there was me because I just loved the sun, <laughs> so I was sat out in the sun, the only one. Gary Neville was sent off and Paul Scholes, who didn't go, uh, sent him a text message saying, Fiasco de Gama. <laughs> I, I remember go, we had to go to the Intercontinental Hotel in Leblon to get yeah. our tickets. Yeah. And it's where the team were. Yeah. So we went to get our tickets and we thought, we'll have a pint while we're here. And we sat around the pool and Fergie, off, just without any prompting, come over. And he sat down and he went, you're enjoying it, lads? I said, well, could have been Wrexham in the FA Cup, couldn't it? And he just laughed at me. But he, but he said, he said, the fair-haired lads are struggling. He said, yep, Sam, struggling in this heat. He said they lost, lost like half a stone in training. Well, Rio's hot year-round, but in January it's the middle of summer. Yeah. And if you're up against teams who play there all the time, it's really, it's really, oh, yeah. really uh, The only thing that sticks out in my mind was uh, the banner in the Vasco end. It said, England, you give us football, we teach you how to play it. I thought, brilliant. We've got a point. I remember seeing, meeting two lads... United fans behind the goal at that game and they were tough lads they were from Manchester they were probably 50 years old in 2000 and they were dressed in dresses right <laughs> one had a bright purple dress on and one had a bright green polka dot dress on right so it was weird it was proper yeah. headfuck and I took a picture of him and put it on the front cover of United We Stand <laughs> and like got complaints people saying what the fuck are you doing yeah. And I've never seen them since. If anyone knows who they are and they listen to this, see that might not have even been their, might not have even been their fault because our flight, everyone lost our cases. Yeah, but you won't put you won't put a green polka dot <laughs> no, dress on. No, no, we all had Brazil shirts to be fair. You'd buy thing. a t-shirt, couldn't you? Yeah. One had a pink polka dot dress on, and one had a green one. There was something going on, whether it was for <laughs> it charity was or, or for a, a, a bet. But I've not seen them since. So give us a prediction finally before I walk around the old town for tonight. Yeah, I don't know, you know, because it's artificial pitch. I mean, I know the professional players and they play in Moscow on it and that, but it might suit us, you know, because the ball will tip about a bit faster and I think the faster game suits us. It all depends on the way, way he looks at it, Mourinho, really, whether he thinks his first game... I don't make, want war and peace, I just want a score prediction, Pai, man. Oh, right, sorry, mate. Uh, I'll go for 2-1 United. Thank you for your time. Cheers, mate. In a pub, Paul Heaton, who sometimes listens to this podcast, might like this. It's a caravan of love. An old, old House Martins song. Great band, the House Martins. And the beautiful South. Played some brilliant songs.
This is Manchester United fans. around Burn and United fans are in all the bars really beautiful and there's fans who you see at all the different games just seeing Alan Tudor and Strat and people who've seen for years it's really strong community I'm really proud to have known these people for a long time and I've always said so much more than the football when you watch a football team and it's not just Manchester United I'm sure if you support Portsmouth it's the same it's your community and a young man's just come up to me and well I'll let him tell the story What's your name? My name is Tor Eirik from Norway, north of Norway. And you're from? Alta. Alta. I'm not even going to pronounce yeah. that, so you can. Yeah. How far north in Norway is that? You are, how uh, say, two hours uh, with the car from North Cape, the northeast uh, point of Europe, how you see on the... So it's 70, 70 degrees north. And so you're closer to Mamansk in Russia... Yeah, um, yeah, the, the Russian border is a little bit more east. Yeah, yeah. so you're no, more north than that. You're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, more so north. So you're in in the summer. There's no darkness. No, no, no. The, uh, there's, there's, there's light from May to August. Yeah, the sun never go down from May to August. And then in the winter, and from uh, middle of November to start of February, the dark all the time. And you're a United fan. United fan. And yes. you watch. How often would you get to England to watch games? I have been in Manchester about four to five times. To wow, see. wow. Yeah. Um, I was going to come to Vadso in January, which was up there, and I was really looking forward to, but couldn't in the end. I'd love to come to that. I've not. I've never been north of Trondheim. Um, and your journey here. Tell me. Where it started? Yeah, it started from Alta, my hometown, and, and we go, and then we go to Oslo. So you drove from your, you, you fly from your hometown, yeah, yeah, to Oslo. It's take about two and a half hour for we, we a little bit stop in Tromsø. Yeah, because it's some little planes, isn't it, that jump up and no, down? No, it, it, it was just the same plane, but they have to take a passenger from Tromsø when they, for uh, Tromsø wow. is a much bigger town than Alta, and in the modern the morning flight every day stop in Tromsø because and then they go. We, Go to so Oslo. from Oslo, how do you get to Switzerland? Then, then, then direct we, to Stockholm first, Arlanda, and then we go from Arlanda to Zurich, and then we take train to Basel. And how many days in total will this trip take? It's the, we will be here. We take two day, two days uh, to get here. Yeah, to two get days to get back. And how are you feeling about United this season? United, obviously, the summer was a bit, little bit, obviously. What you call it? It was not the good the spirit in the team and the manager and the Woodward. And I'm not very good in English, but what well, I can... teach us some Norwegian then. Yeah. If I say something in Mancunian, can yeah. you tell me the equivalent in Norwegian? Uh, speaking Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sling it, you knob. Yeah. And I. Go on. I yeah. will say something in English. Yeah. You tell me in Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. Do one. Yeah. How do you say that in Norwegian? Yeah, yeah, I want. Felina is king. Felina uh, is king. Liverpool have not won the league since 1990. Liverpool har ikke vunnet ligaen siden 1990. 
Manchester City's rise is down to absolutely genuine reasons and sporting excellence. And one more, one more time, please. I'm not even going to repeat the sentence because I don't even believe in it. I was trying to wind up. Do you have Liverpool fans where you live? Yeah, it's, it's some Liverpool fans, yes. Yeah? yeah. But mainly United? Uh, it's about half and half. Any city? No, no city. Obviously, maybe 1% of the football supporters in my hometown is the city. It's been very nice to talk to you. Yeah. Give me a prediction for the game. Not even been tuned in. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking to the stadium now. I just took a tram. There's people outside with no tickets. It's a beautiful evening here in the capital of Switzerland. And I've just asked a couple of lads if they speak English. They're walking to the game. They've got their young boys' scarves on, yellow and black, very distinctive uh, colours. What's your name and, and where are you from? Uh, my name's Philip and I'm from Bern City. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means to be playing Manchester United from the perspective of a young boys' Burn fan? Yeah, I mean, it's something great. I mean, normally we play against, like, Zurich or Basel or Lucerne and stuff, and now it's really, like, one of the biggest teams in, in the world, so it's, it's, like, very special for us. Yeah. What should we call you? Because I've seen Burn, I've seen young boys. How do you call yourselves as a, as a club? What's the proper name? It's, I mean, we call ourselves just like eBay. It's like the YB. For, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you talk to someone here in Bern, then it's just eBay. It's not Young Boys or Young Boys Bern or stuff. It's just eBay. Was it a surprise for you to win the league last year for the first time since 1986? Yeah, I know. I mean, well, we're trying to win the league since, I mean, the last, like, Three, four years we were second all the years, so it's been I coming. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, one day you just have to win the league, and yeah, I believe it happened like last year, and it was a great, a great moment for us and for the city, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it. Uh, what are your average crowds for league games, and who are your biggest rivals? Our biggest rivals is Basel, I would say, and like the average crowd is like 20,000 people, something, yeah, something like that. I mean, it depends, because like last year it was like way more, because we were playing good, well, and um, this year also, but like two years ago it was maybe like 12,000 or something. We're walking to the stadium. I can just hear the strains of the champions' music. Did you ever think you'd hear this in your city? Um, honestly, no. But I'm happy that it's it's happening right now, and yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Do you go to away games? What's the fan culture like? What's the atmosphere like? Yeah, we are planning to go to Turin to see the game against Juventus, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, people in, Ber in Bern or in Switzerland have, like, more money than in most other countries, so we like to travel and we usually go to away games and, yeah. So you go to away matches around Switzerland? Around uh, Switzerland, yeah, and because I, it's a small country. So how many fans would you take to Basel or to, I don't know, Neuchatel? Or? <laughs> to Basel, it's... I mean, it depends. I mean, 
last year we were like something like 2,000 people or something, but it, that was like really special. Normally it's like about maybe 1,000 people. That's a good following though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we play well, then it's, then it's more, obviously. And if we don't play that well, then it's less. But yeah, I would say the average away crowd is like 1,000 people or something. Finally, how would you describe your city, Bern, to somebody who's never been, somebody in England or Ireland listening to this, for example? I mean, it's a, it's a small city. I mean, you can compare it to, I don't know, London or even Manchester or something, but it's, it's, it's something special. I mean, for people who grew up here and stuff, it's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't exchange the city for any other city in the world. Yeah. It's beautiful with the river. It's a, it's yeah, a really it's nice, nice place. And the old city and stuff. It's, it's, it's Finally, a prediction and from tonight. I hope two nothing for Ibe, but I think it's gonna be like three nothing for Manchester. I hope you enjoy the night. I hope it is three nothing. But thank you for your time. So it's 25 minutes after the final whistle and it's not often that you can celebrate Manchester United winning an away game in Europe but United have won 3-0. I'm stood by the side of the pitch, I'm just in the mix zone, Jose Mourinho has just walked past me with security which was needed because a lot of home fans are still milling around and lots of them were asking him for selfies, they don't ask for autographs anymore so I'd expect him to walk past me again any minute now for an exclusive interview well of course I'm joking I'm just waiting for the Manchester United players to come through and I'm, I'm, it was quite impressive uh, Ball were the, the better team until United went ahead in the 35th minute with a wonderful goal from Paul Pogba after combining with Fred and Pogba got the second uh, penalty as you will all know and it took about four hours to do his run up and then he smashed it into the roof of the net so that was convincing he scored four goals so far this season I think he only got six in the whole of last season there was a debut for Diogo Dalot and he did fine the manager was on his case right throughout he looked a bit like he needed a, uh, some liquid refreshment after half an hour so we went to the side uh, but it's tough at the top it's tough when you're playing first team you can't fully prepare for it until you're playing first team matches no matter how many under 23 games that you play. I thought the atmosphere was really good tonight. Uh, 32,000 people, 1,800 United fans. Uh, there were still 300 unsold tickets in the United end at £41 each. And the fans I spoke to here throughout the day, just delighted with the city. Beautiful city, not the biggest. Uh, really warm weather. And the people, the hosts were really friendly. I watched the United team bus arrive before the game. And... It was the most unthreatening welcome that I've ever seen. Uh, it's a modern stadium, known as the Wankdorf for many, many years. United played here in 1958, and two of the players, well, Harry Gregg was one of them, were sniggering at the name Wankdorf. It's been completely rebuilt now. Uh, it was built, rebuilt for 2008, which Switzerland posted with Austria but back onto Manchester United they really needed to win this if you're in a, a group with Valencia and Juventus who are two very good sides I know Valencia have started this season poorly uh, you've got to be beating uh, young boys home and away and to keep a clean sheet to score three goals I think that was really encouraging uh, Luke Shaw 
has just been commended by his manager after coming back, uh, Dalot also. And uh, what else? Um, Lukaku didn't score, but he's doing well enough this season. Um, Rashford, so so. Uh, I think it was important that Pereira Garni came on after with 15 minutes to play. And after his really good pre-season, he's sort of been frozen out a little bit since that defeat at Brighton. And you can understand why, because that, that first half at Brighton was horrendous. But you can't just write a player off because of that. And he came on and he did okay. The team are going to stay in Switzerland. There are no direct flights from Bern Airport. And with the late kickoff, the team would not have made it back uh, for the midnight uh, restrictions. So they're going to stay overnight and then fly back to Manchester on, on uh, Thursday. Probably avoid the massive queues at Manchester Airport that everyone else is getting hammered with at the moment because it's Manchester United and don't have to go through like those normal people. And we've got Wolves on Saturday. Mourinho's now walking past me. There you go. A little fragment of a smile. Uh, I did speak to him before Brighton and I told him that the fans were on side. And I think sometimes he needs to believe that because well, I think he has believed it in recent weeks because he's been going up to the away end. Uh, I'll tell you what was also revealing tonight. The game finished. All the United players went over to the away fans for applause. And Tony Marshall stayed longer than the rest of them. And soaked it up. And they were singing Tony Marshall, who came from France for ages and ages. And I think he needed that as well. It's good to see. And I'm going to try and speak to some players now. And I'll be bringing you the next podcast on Saturday from Wolves uh, at Old Trafford. Um, I'm going to fly back to Manchester on Friday. Mourinho's just walked past getting on the bus now. Oh, come in, leave me. With Paddy Curran after the game. Tell me about Paul Pogba. Are you, were you better than him, yes or no? No. Pogba I was better was. than him. You were? <laughs> Why were you better than him as a player? No, Paul's a terrific player. I'm actually yeah, but you weren't bad. Yeah, I mean, the ball do it. I was a passer, but Paul can run forward and get back and I just think he's a terrific player and this game tonight I thought he was the best player on the pitch well he was he scored and I thought so United were terrific as well I mean yeah. there was competition for all the, for all the he was terrific Paul tonight he's uh, a great player why, what makes get, him great? Get great abilities great athleticism he's got a good football brain why was all this crap coming from that you're going to take up in Madrid or somebody's going to I'm take I'm not taking him anywhere no, and I've you? spoken to people at Barcelona yeah. and I know people there and I'm surprised they talk to you there's not a lot going on there at all no he's a terrific player I wouldn't let him go anywhere oh, no okay um, terrific player what just seeing the last of the people going well, out. Walk out. You can tell me walking. Can tell okay. Right. Oh, Where were we? Right. I was talking to you and Paul Pogba just came and butted in. Yes. Which yeah, was a bit rude. Like that. But it's quite funny because we're talking about him and he came over and he was very polite, wasn't he? Well, he was polite to you, which surprised me. Why, why wouldn't he be polite <laughs> to me? No, I've known him since he was a kid at Old Trafford for the first time. Yeah. He's an so, outstanding player. Um, right, but you, I, I want you to tell me you played in his position very specifically yeah. what yeah. makes him good not just saying like he's Athletic, got ability okay right and the, one, the most important thing he's got a football brain right what about his range of passing fantastic absolutely fantastic in the air 
Well, he's a big lad. You've seen the size when comparison to those two. Should he be scoring more goals? Because I he's got four think, now. Yeah, I think that'll come. I yeah. think that'll come. Yeah. I think that'll come with some of the more he plays. Yeah. And it's what's it like with you? Is he always friendly with you? I think he's got respect for the Asian. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, used to, he used to live near you, didn't he? I lived near me. Yeah. Did you ever invite him round for a break? No, room? no. I've known him since he was a kid. It's a bit tight, though, isn't it? You could have invited him round to your house. Yeah, he was new to the city. House. What you he could... gets a week would buy my bloody house. Well, it's nothing to do with money. You could have got your wife, Noreen, yeah. to offer to make him. She's not a football fan, my wife. Well, well that doesn't matter. She can still make a cup of tea and Scott I should be able to make a cup of tea. I do the cook in my house. Well, I've eaten in your house and you've made a piece of toast, and that's about it. I love talking to you. I'm going to shake Lovely your hand. To see you, Andy. Enjoy yourself. All right, You're cheers. all good. Top man. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com or download the app, Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Or download the app, Red Army Bet, about fans, by fans, for fans.